So we've been talking uh, in some of these previous episodes about bringing on a special guest, and we've been talking about it. We had never done that, and uh, and so all of that changes today. Brace yourself, America. It's our very special episode. We have talked about very special episodes before. It's appropriate that today it, it's is kind of like Blossom. Episode. Um, or different or, strokes. Or family ties. Oh. Yeah. See what I did there? Oh. Well, who's here today, Kevin? So, uh, dear friend of mine, Mr. Jeff Ryder, uh, who is... Welcome, Jeff. Hey. Thank you. Who is... Uh, Jeff say... Uh, Jeff writes comic books, lives in San Francisco, and lived here in Austin for many, many years. All of He's those all, things are true. He, and he is, uh, he is uh, my partner in crime and the 20 by 2 show, which by the time that this airs, will have already... Um, We've, we will have already done that, so uh, hopefully whoever's listening to this went and you had an amazing time. If not, I hope you feel remorse and go to the next one. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just the remorse, really. Just the remorse. Really. Or, yeah. or you could have gone and you feel the remorse Frankly, anyway. we so. hope if you missed it, you're heaping shame upon yourself at this moment, and, and uh, that's, for, that's, so, what, that's what you deserve. Yeah, and, well, and one of the things that we, that we always like to do at the top of these is sort of just start with an unrelated tale, and because Jeff is new to the table... We uh, kind of dropped it on him that we would like him to share a uh, ch- tell us a little story. And I, I I've been checking out you guys' pod. I particularly enjoy some of Shane's tales of uh, folks he knew in the past. So my 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 lead in is in that vein, so to speak. Uh, Kevin and I actually met back in the day when I was working at a brew pub in Lubbock, Texas, called Hub City Brewery, where I was the head barman or whatever the term was at the time. Barkeep. Barkeep. And um, we had a guy who played there pretty regularly, just sort of a one-man acoustic show, named Wade Roberts. And Wade had kind of... Is that a plug for Wade? Sorry, Dan. I I have no (laughs) idea what happened to Wade Roberts, where he is, what's going on. I very briefly owned a recording. Wilson Phillips now? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Wilson Wilson Phillips Roberts? Wilson Phillips Roberts. You can catch him on the I Don't Know Where He Is Network. (laughs) He also appears in the What the Fuck Happened to That Guy podcast pretty regularly. But... um, Shane, uh, Wade had a specific method of uh, doing sound check every day. He had come across a a, a a name actually that he had decided was the perfect sound check name, and the name belonged to a really good friend of his who played music with him every now and then, and was also a part of a handful of bands in Lubbock. It was a cat named Alan Soresby, and uh, Alan was sort of famous for, at least in my world, Alan owned one of the greatest T-shirts of all time. He had a had this fantastic black t-shirt that had an outline of the state of Tennessee on it and it said in a perfect world Steve Earle would rule Nashville and we used to threaten to beat him up and steal it from him all the time and and he claimed he had gotten it at a Steve Earle show when he was nine years old or some crazy thing but um, specifically Alan would kind of hang out at a lot of Wade's gigs and so Wade would be wandering around the brewery and then he'd get his gear together and then set up and he'd start doing his mic check Alan Soresby Alan Soresby check one two Alan Soresby and invariably Alan was somewhere in the building and would just scream out what? Why are you bothering me? <laughs> and um, so Al- check one, two, Alan Soresby. Alan Soresby became a, a, a regular uh, mic check for almost everybody. In it's become kind of a legacy thing. Yeah, like, we, we all do it now. I never it. knew Alan Soresby, <laughs> and I've said it plenty. He's gone, he's gone on to – it's sort of like Rudy who we've talked – Talked hey, about before. Every, <laughs> thousands guy, of people around the world know Rudy Alanese, but they don't know. Now I know Alan. I Sorsby, do a great Rudy impression. Never met the man. Never met the, Never man. Met the yeah. guy. All right, let's get in. Let's get into this show. Thank you for that, Jeff. I'm Shane. I'm Ryan. I'm Kevin. And I'm Jeff. It turns out this is somebody, somebody likes, likes it. it.
All right, welcome to Somebody Likes It, Shane, Kevin, Ryan, with our special guest, Jeff, this week. Um, and we're going to talk about an album that I picked, um, but we'll get to that in a minute. Before, I know... Very special album. It is a very... It, it's this all a very special edition yes, of it is. Somebody Likes It. It is. And, and we'll all... Lest you... Uh, you've gotten four minutes into this podcast... Just know that you're going to learn some lessons. You're going to learn We're gonna something. Teach you... There's going to be a rainbow with stars at the end of it. <laughs> yes. it, it, it actually, it's funny that you're the saying more you that. know, Ryan. But yeah. when, as I listen to this record, I, I, I have a starred note that says very special album, like in a very special episode totally. way. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but before, so, you know, we, we've been talking the last couple of weeks. We're varying uh, the, the way the show is set up and, and trying to do a few things. And I, and I like the idea of, of, of in the beginning here um, – Pausing a question or talking about some current events in music, and and today I, I just want to talk briefly about something that's current in my life, um, and that is that I just heard a uh, a new song by um, Matchbox Twenty at the gym. And they exist. It, it, that's my first. That was my first thought. That yeah, they're still here. My second thought was, of course, the place you're going to hear a shitty band like that is the fucking gym. It's the gym. Because you need the. You want to be. It just gives you the impetus to like work out as hard as you can. So when you hit them, get it the really fuck hurts. away from it. Well, yeah, exactly. that's normally what I would think, but I was changing. And here's the, but here's the the actual shocking thing. And 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 most of you guys don't don't know my feelings on Matchbox Twenty, but I I find them to be one of the more odious, boring bands of the last ever. Odiously last boring ever. of yes. the last ever. Yeah, certainly. And um, but I was changing clothes, and I was like, I don't like this song. But man, they finally wrote a hook. It's the best thing I've ever heard by them, and I, I know that's damning with faint praise. But but it was pretty good. I'm, Is it I'm, worthy of like Matchbox Twenty Three or you know? I mean, yeah, what's I'd the, say so. Yeah. yeah, I'd like put a little hat, one half in there. Sure. And then so then right after that, I'm, I'm still in the afterglow, like all is well in the world. Because if I feel good about Matchbox Twenty, then some- well, do, okay. Here's the thing. Um, so Lincoln Park. Sucks. We can all agree on that, right? Sure. But they put out a record a few years ago that didn't suck, and I was really confused. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I it wasn't did necessarily it good, you, but like it didn't suck. You know, like their earlier shit did, and I didn't know what to do with it. You were like, if you guys just would have released it as a side project under another just name, just call it something else. Then I then I could categorize yeah, it. But I now don't... because it's just good, and you are. Categorically, it's not. merely decent, but like I was going to say, I don't believe he's saying it was good. I yeah, think. Was it, just didn't it didn't heinously suck himself. Yeah, so yeah, I was really confused. So you may be experiencing a, a similar reaction. Well, I sort of thought you and I had this conversation many years ago about how it seemed like Matchbox Twenty was music made by and for jocks, and you were correct. They Certainly. were all like members of the football team. Like, but but this song actually sounded like somebody had. Spent a little time doing working their homework, on their craft, working on their craft. Yeah. And so, but then, and then that was immediately followed by what I thought was a Nickelback song, but it wasn't because now in my gym they have these videos. Where are you that working play. out? No, I'm not going to give my my. I know. I'm not, usually it's just like Katy Perry and the local junior high. Usually, I was like, all that gym sounds like a club I would never hit. I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's not that I sit around listening to their music anyway. But that it was. I thought it was a Nickelback song, and it was so bad. But I had it because no matter how bad Nickelback songs are, they're so fucking pervasive. You still know them when you hear them, and I hadn't heard this yet. And I was like, did Nickelback put out a record? And I peeked my head around the corner to see the video on the monitor. And uh, it's a new band 
um, I can't remember the name of the band. Thank God. I think I blocked it out. Um, that is obviously, obviously incredibly influenced by Nickelback. And I want to ask the Don question. Like, is that the lowest rung of the <laughs> no, <I> musical mean, <laughs> ladder influenced by Nickelback? Are we back to busking outside the dollar store? Is that Maybe. Like, like, <laughs> this might be just a notch below that. <laughs> Who? I mean, how limited is, is your musical experience got to be where that's where you latch on to is fucking Nickelback? Yeah, well, well, I'm gonna make you guys listen to a Nickelback record in a few weeks too. I know, but. and I, but, but I do think that there's a difference between songs being pervasive, and 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 understanding that that song is just like a now it's an earworm and you can't get it out of your head. But uh, there's one thing for to like sort of make that leap, right? Because it's just being jammed down your throat. But the other thing is, it's another thing altogether to be inspired by that music and mimic it. Professionally, it's mimicry. It could yeah. have been the same. I thought it was the same band, um, but I'm gonna do a little, I'm gonna do a lateral step here, Kevin, because you, oh, that excellent. was a really good setup for um, you got today's a segue album. coming here. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take control. Talking. Speaking of pervasive earworms, so um, I I mentioned a couple of weeks ago how I thought that <laughs> that women had been underrepresented in our podcast, and I I wanted to to. Um, pick uh, uh, my next song pick and album pick and, and hopefully we'll, it'll be more balanced in the future I had originally picked Voices by Fanagram but then I had a I had I heard uh, there are women in Fanagram there are yes that's there is a woman in Fanagram Shane uh, did a pivot I did a pivot because I was at the gas station getting gas right after this podcast on my way home and playing over the gas station loudspeakers was Nasty Boys, or I believe Nasty, by Janet Jackson. So I immediately ran home and listened to that song and thought that would be a great album to talk about. It's so, not a great album. No, 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 no. A great album, a great album to discuss. <laughs> a great album to discuss. Anybody else think it's weird that Shane was putting gas in his car and then he just got out and ran home? Like, <laughs> I got so excited about hearing He's not very song. efficient. <laughs> like, he's just hey, hey Shane, door. where's your car? <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, damn. And like halfway through, I'm like, gotta get home. Listen now. <laughs> anyway, yeah. No, you're, and you're totally spot on. These are um, – there are some – they were certainly pervasive in their time. Like, how many number one singles, Ryan? Oh, I don't know how many number There's one singles, but there were five. five, five, five. Yeah, six singles spawned from this record, and five hit the top five. And is spawned the right word? Well, whatever. Uh, maybe <laughs> farted out. I think Ryan is the most <laughs> underwhelmed by this album of the three of us. We haven't discussed uh, this. There's going to be some vitriol from that side of the room, <laughs> I think. He's definitely made disparaging comments before. So, Ryan, why don't, why don't you tell us how you feel about Control by Janet Jackson? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you this. Um, buddy of mine, who he and I have pretty similar taste in music. There's a band or two that we don't agree on, but we pretty similar taste in music. I was giving him a ride home last night from work. And I was like, man, i got to listen to this Janet Jackson record. He was like, oh, right now? I was like, well, sometime between now and tomorrow. He's like, all right, man. You know, I'm giving him a ride home. You can't really complain. <clears throat> so we get through about five songs. And I was like, man, I, this music's making me sleepy. <laughs> and he was like, dude, I was thinking the exact same thing. I might be dying. I literally got home and took a nap <laughs> as soon as I got in. Um, it's just really, really 1986. It is it, of the period. Very much. The, the, this album is a, is, a, is a Batman shirt and cowboy boots. Yeah, exactly. Of, oh. Oh, for those yeah. of you that that what and was the, that band's flesh, flesh for Lulu, Lulu. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Okay, it, I'm sorry. Go you're on. right, though. It is of its era. It, it's just really, really dated. Um, it's the a, most dated of anything we've listened to so far. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It, it's actually beating out Bon Jovi for that uh, mantle. Yeah, well, we uh, got with Bon Jovi, as dated as it is, I can imagine people going and listening to Living on a Prayer, or if it came... Like, I cannot... I literally cannot imagine... Um, Anybody ever putting on this album and and listening to it even in a nostalgic way? Yeah, no. And what is it, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis? So the, were those yes. the producers? Yes. Yeah, they said right. that yeah. they wanted to make uh, the quintessential black. They wanted this album to be in every black living room in America, and it, and it what definitely probably was sure. Yeah. But I can't imagine it being in anybody's living room anytime. Well, and we'll probably have to later. tie it back. I mean, it, she's a Jackson, um, but lots of. Michael's early stuff, and and frankly, Jackson Five, I love, I love J- Jackson Five. But that's um, t- a lot of that shit is timeless music. Absolutely that, that timeless, was... and this is timed. This well, is of its time. It's yeah, that, that year. That, that kitchen timer went off <laughs> twenty five years ago. Every single song, every almost every single song. We'll get to that in a little while. But what I what was really striking to me was um, there is very little variations stylistically. It's all mid tempo, upbeat. Keyboards, drum machine. Um. Well, I don't think she wrote a note of it, other than the. Well, lyrics. but that doesn't. I mean, that's, Frank I mean, Sinatra that, that never happens. wrote any. Yeah, that's song. true. That yeah. happens, but. And and some of the stuff that I read said it, that a lot of this music was actually written for someone else first. Sharon something. Yeah, and and she Sharon something. That's exactly what it was. And she got uh, sort of in the studio with Tate? these guys, and they uh, not Sharon Tate. <laughs> and that's they let it. her kind of take control of sort of reworking a lot of the lyrics and. Um, I mean, I'm certain that's going to be part of the conversation when we get to it song by song about how sort of autobiographical it was. And so there's, it's clearly Janet's record to a certain degree, but yeah, it's it it it's it, it sounds like it's made out of a out of a box. Like there's there's no uh, there's no variation. I mean, there, yeah, and and there, it's very um, very speci- those sounds, those keyboard sounds are very specific to a very brief window in time. I mean, it's super slick. But it it doesn't sound good. <laughs> Does it sound well? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's not a good sound. It's like you it's just let that hang there for a while. It's like with a thud. <laughs> like you know, I, she I just don't, know. don't sound good, oh, man. It's, it's <laughs> not good. And, and can I? And it doesn't sound good. And it doesn't. It's not no. But I, I I have fewer way fewer issues with this one than Ryan for sure. But um, my there's some. Some things that definitely stuck out that are very interesting to me. Um, very, very odd choices. Um, one of which is that the song, the album is nine songs long and over 40 minutes. I mean, most of the songs for like a, a, a dance pop oriented record, I mean, several of these songs are over four and a half minutes long and five over five minutes long. When in, instead of, I mean, two to three minutes longer than you would normally think. And these guys. I, I, it makes no sense. It's a very, it's a really odd choice. Yeah. Um, some of that is padded by her crazy talk in the in the title and stop well, track. Control. Well, I think that was a definite uh, choice to try to mimic like the Prince uh, template. You know, so Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis were from the time of Morris Day in the time, very much and of the time and of the time. And I think this record was actually recorded in. Uh, Minnesota. Yes, in was. real time. In real time. In back then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, 
But like, no, the record opens with this sort of like, oh, look, we'll just try this, you know, purple, what is it? Rain. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Hey, rain. That's really why I'm here. I'm just a fact checker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, get, I mean, I get that. You're right. And it immediately brings that to mind. But it also is sort of – it's her declaration because if anything else, like she's establishing her control over her career and her life. She'd recently had a divorce. She's d- distancing And I herself. do appreciate that. If the music didn't suck so much, I'd really appreciate it more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even think it sucks as much. You know what I, you know what I feel like it, whenever – like if you have a dog and, and your dog – I have a dog. <laughs> Lots of people have dogs, Kevin. It's not related to this. Shane has two dogs. I do have two dogs. And Shane anyway, wins. So, so cool your jets and let me say what I'm, what I'm, I'm trying sorry, to say, man. son. Um, I have a dog. It, 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 thank you, Jeff. Uh, when you, if you, if I do you not ha- have a dog. Ryan, if you have a dog and uh, or if, if, if you see a dog respond to an odd noise and they cock their head that's sort of how I feel about a lot of these songs like they're not necessarily distasteful to me I'm just those are questionable they're curious they're, they're curious they're quite yeah. curious noises that are coming from the speakers and it, you know what before we go any further let's set it up and let's let's play uh, control let's play a little bit of control okay here we go this is control. So that was Control, uh, which is a song. It's the, <laughs> it's the title song on of Janet Jackson's Tonight, Control. In a very special, super literal episode of, <laughs> of somebody there likes There were it. words and notes. And, uh, so, so there, and we, before we talk about that song, there, there are a couple of things that I wanted to mention that I, that I find – well, that, that just occurred to me. One is – and this is sort of appropriate of nothing and maybe won't be interesting to everybody, so it's a perfect setup for this show. Um, but, <laughs> I was going to say, you're, you're, you're encapsulating everything we do, right? You're raising the bar pretty high, yeah. Exactly. So now if I could just stretch this for another 40 minutes. Um, no. Uh, one thing that I thought was interesting was that uh, Janet Jackson's producer, like new producer for this record at the time, like the guy who just Give started working Terry with her. Terry Lewis. Um, well, no, actually, I guess maybe this she is her, a new manager. Her manager. Her new manager. That's who it was. She and dumped again, her dad in favor of a new manager. Well, right. This and, is one and of my so, favorite parts of anyway, the too. Anyway, the point being is, like, the guy's name is John McClain, who also, which also happens to be the... Die Hard. Yeah, well, this, also, was, this was two years before the knock at Tommy incident. It's, so. also, it's also that guy, and it also is a portly sports reporter for the Houston Chronicle that covers the Houston Texans. And so all I can think of is that... 
Janet Jackson is working with either a young Bruce Willis or this really round guy that is, says folksy things. Why, like, why can't that be the same person? I, actually, I think it should be. This is It'd just, be a different movie. When I read that earlier about John McClane, um, I, I, I misread it, and I read John McCain, the dude that ran for president. Oh, Senator. sure. Yeah, yeah. And so that's all. That would also that's be a different movie. in my head. Uh, like, see, now you got, your, you got your Hank Williams ire up, and here we go. Yeah. No, 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 no. He just can't lift his, he can't lift his arms up higher than his shoulders because of being in the, in the, in the prison camps. Yeah. So so he couldn't, you know, he can't like. I could just imagine him on the dance floor, like dancing like Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, Shane is making Frankenstein moves as we speak here at the table. the The other thing that I remember, and I don't, and this is just curious to me, and I didn't do enough research to to uh, confirm or deny it, but I um, uh, a couple of years ago visited Michael Jackson's childhood home in Gary, Indiana, as we is, all have. Ha- well, have you? Like, no, no, I no. actually I did live in Indiana, so that's that. Would I mean, and it's in between I, Fort yeah. Wayne and and, and Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, so, sure. But and it is dangerous as shit, y'all. Like it is. Oh, Gary, Indiana is a fucking bad town. No, it like, is. Oh, it's yeah. It's got the. It's got like the 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 lightest jokes jokesy name. Like Gary, oh, Indiana. Gary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no it's it not. Is, it, it is dicey. It's the Bronx. It is the it's the city equivalent of that old Bill Hicks joke where he was talking about like the hooligans and the Crips and the Bloods, uh-huh. like. Gary, Indiana sounds like the hooligans from the UK with the little hobbity name, and it is the Crips and the Bloods. Exactly. Like it is scary as shit in Gary, Indiana. But anyway, we I visited. It his was childhood. the murder capital of the world or, Are you or the serious? US for a while. Yeah, it's totally yeah. true. Yeah, it's a yeah. super sketchy. And place. that's so bizarre. To- Gary, by the way, is a really good name for a kitten. I'm just gonna <laughs> Gary. Throw that out there. Gary. I was gonna say Gary. Indiana. It was the name for a horse on an episode of Taxi. I'm Gary. It was it. It was. <laughs> that's some random. I swear, shit. That hand you know. of God, man. <laughs> oh, I believe. Any road. So, so there were a couple of things that struck me about that house. One is it's teeny tiny, like it's barely bigger than this garage. And there were like I don't know how many how many Jacksons were there? At least five. <laughs> like, well, we know there were more than any five. Given time, there were there were. Well, we, five. we we got Janet Reba and uh, what's the slutty one? Polanski Jackson Latoya Polanski. <laughs> <laughs> Janet Reba and Polanski. <laughs> Polanski, yes. I just imagine like in a like in a family photo, they're all lined up, and like one guy, one like tall Polish guy in the middle, John, just, Paul, George, Albert, Goldman, and Ring. <laughs> anyway, instead of repurposing old SNL bits, the uh, but the thing that struck me upon seeing that place, and this is what I was wondering about this record, is that like, no wonder all of like they went out on the road, like they had to get out of the house. That house was so tiny, and so I don't know if she was because she was younger. She was the youngest. I don't know if she ever lived in that home, but I wonder if the impression that I have always had of the Jacksons to a certain extent is after they emerged from Gary and moved to the, you know, had their well, Beverly Hills style moment, yeah. then, uh, then, you know, maybe they, maybe it's, they, they live like the nouveau riche. Like, I don't know. I honestly don't know. And I don't know if she ever experienced that sketchy city and if she was only if she I only think she was a, a like she probably, tiny child yeah she probably did but not necessarily in a way that that it, it would ever cross her mind that it was a very frightening and perhaps it was not a very I mean, frightening oh, like okay time. so the jackson five they probably hit around like 70 71 oh, oh way before that was it way before that yeah so they were like the jacksons by that point so so i took us off course and i want to i want to make sure that i steer us back to commenting oh on yeah control. this record because oh, yeah. you got to have control, and yeah. uh, I don't know what. Um, 
observations? Jeff, did, what did you think about it? I'm going to be the only person here who has positive things to say about this record. Well, then please speak uh, to it. Uh, which I haven't listened to. And, and uh, as you say, it's so incredibly dated. It's not something that you pull out and say, oh, yeah, haven't had me some Janet in a while. I'm going I'm to get this happening. But um, so you guys said, hey, you know, join us in this thing. I, I pulled down the record on the old uh, iTunes. I spent money on it. So that was something. Oh, you're oh, so really good. I know. Yeah. Finally, I know. Janet Jackson can eat. Yes, because it's only certified <laughs> platinum about 185 times over. At so some she, point, we have to talk about Boobgate. But, uh, I was, I was, oh, I was yeah. pleased that it only cost 8 bucks and not 10 I have 12. a story about that, too. Shh. Hey, yeah. can you shut up while Jeff is telling yeah, us? I'm about telling the story. Go ahead. And, uh, no, what, what I was thinking about the record, other than the very first track, the, the control track that we just heard, uh, immediately reminded me of, of a handful of different sequences for Beverly Hills Cop, which was uh, which preceded it by a couple years, um, and 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 how how incredibly dated it was, how much it was of the era. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I am going to interrupt you. Ryan just looked at me because I just admonished Kevin for cutting you off as I'm doing now. But Ryan looked at me and took it off off the mic. He just mouthed to me, "It does." No, it sounds <laughs> you just like blew his fucking mind. It, it sounds, sounds exactly like, like that. Beverly Hills Cop like ambient music. It does. It sounds like the background yeah. music. I just imagine Eddie Murphy walking across the street in that shitty uh, Lions like hoodie that he was wearing. Yeah. Well, the Lions jacket was the second one where they cleaned him up. But um, I don't know. Yeah, and why I know that I don't know, but um, but the other thing that I found as I was listening to this record over and over and over again, and I I have a theory I think of why this is true that I know you guys all hated it. I thought this record was fucking sexy. Like Ooh. I've had half a Rodney all day long. I don't know why, and it's possibly because this record came out when I was twelve, and I've just regressed into my twelve-year-old self, where there's this girl telling me, "Oh no, we we really shouldn't fool around." But it's this slow, sultry beat, and it's very sort of Prince-like, who's super sexy. And I respect that, but I'm so profoundly disturbed right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little disturbing. <laughs> it was disturbing to me. I'm not certain why, out of nowhere, Janet Jackson control turned me on as much as it Perhaps did. Perhaps you should. Ex- Exercise some control. I, perhaps uh, some self control. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that he didn't. But that's why it's so disturbing. Um, and that's that's yeah. That was that was my weird initial impression. Is that like I don't remember if I did listen to this while I was making out with my junior high girlfriend, but it would have been a, the appropriate time period it that that been. kind of thing happened. Uh, so the, I, the, oh, go ahead. go ahead, Kevin. I was just to say one of the, and I don't remember which track this is, but. Um, I appreciate the fact that there is, like, it really feels of its time when there's, like, the bullshit, like, high school girl dialogue at the beginning of at least one of the songs. Like, the idea is, like, they're, you know, they're just, it's all about... Oh, that it, was on What Have You Done For Me. That's what it is. Yes. On, on, yeah, uh, which which was another of the top five singles. And which anyway... apparently was a, a was diss to single. her... Uh, newly annulled ex-husband. DeBarge. DeBarge. James DeBarge. Not L. DeBarge. The other DeBarge. Oh, the minor DeBarge. Lots of DeBarge. The lesser. Lots, lots yeah. of hangers-on from famous R&B families during this period of time, apparently. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. What's the... Shane, do you want to uh, spin one? I do, and then oh, it, it, it's gonna. Well, we have to go to nasty at some point. Um, <laughs> oh, no, that's 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 a song that I do wanna that I do wanna play. Um, that that started this whole thing, but but the, the reason and, and bear with me for a second. I've got to explain this in the proper way. Jeff just now talking about having something going on down there <laughs> while he was listening to this album and remembering being in junior high. The first time that I ever became aware of Janet Jackson was when I was in fifth grade. And um, the three hottest girls in my junior high, 
got I don't know who there were others there were some other people but I just I remember these girls very specifically and I will not name their names now because I don't want them to know how I was looking at them back then when I was 12 but they were and I'm sure they're going to be listening to this podcast. Oh, yes. I know it's very popular on the circuit. <laughs> and that yeah. they have no of, idea of, what of girls that are like are, are girls that are still high. Uh, no, 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 no. They're part girls of that, that, are, that Facebook group uh, girls Shane knew when he was 12. Yeah. <laughs> girls that Shane surreptitiously checked out when he was 12. Right, exactly. Um, it's really hard to get into. But they they had they came up with all these routines like these like dance, you know, like later in in high school you would have like the I don't know. They were different in every school. Like the like the dancer. There's like the cheerleaders, and then there's like the dance team, and these are like like proto dance team moves. And um, the first time that I ever uh, heard the song "Nasty" was them singing the song and and doing the dance moves and coming up with their routines. And I had much of the same reaction that Jeff had now, twenty five years later. <laughs> when, back Getting then, a half chubby. Oh, no, I'm not going to say half. I mean, come on. Let's let's be honest. I'm not going to diminish that. Uh, anyway, okay. So let's listen to "Nasty" by Janet Jackson. All right. Yes, and that was nasty. Hey, before we go any further with this, I, I, I want to. This is a little disclaimer. I thought about. I thought about it while we we're listening to the song, and I was saying that the three hottest girls and some other unimportant people uh, set up the dance routine. I didn't mean to imply that that they were. They were. There were two guys that only hot women set up dance routines. That there were. That there were three hot of. But no, that there there were some other. Uh, it, I was part of the. I was one of the. You were. You were a Laker girl. Well, no, no, no. I really. was a Laker girl. I. Shane was a Laker person. Well, yeah. I heard the song and the, and they were dancing and um and and setting up this thing and and like this. I was had I was very in love with Adrian Hill, and um. I thought we weren't naming names. But you no, know, but you're only right. Only one. The only one. Yeah. There are some other ones, and um, I uh. I was invited to to join a little bit on the playground because ah, we're still yeah. on the playground at this point. By the way, guys, sure. Um, How old are you? Like seventeen? Twenty five? Close. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe twenty four. And how okay. old was Adrian Hill? <clears throat> At the thirteen time? or fourteen, maybe yeah, like thirteen, yeah. twelve, yeah. thirty-five. Uh, 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 okay, so anyway, let's get let's go ahead and get out of this. We're going to take our intermission, and uh, today, so today for a few minutes with Ryan picked a song, and Ryan, you want to tell true. us what we're listening to? Uh, we're going to listen to some "Win in Rome," uh, which can only mean one song, <laughs> <laughs> and it is the one song. Promise. Okay, let's <laughs> let's do that. Here it is, uh, "Win in Rome." Um, a few minutes. Promise. <laughs>
Welcome to A Few Minutes With, and uh, Ryan, I believe this was your your week to choose the song that we're, uh, that we're going to spend some special time with. It some was. Special time. It was a very special time with When in Rome, um, who are known for exactly one song. Uh, but evidently, uh, members of this band have made a career out of that one song. But anyway, the song is uh, The Promise. And I did feel like I do feel like there's a very familiar aesthetic, maybe to a greater degree, with this song than than the Flesh for Lulu track that we did a few weeks ago. That is like just riding the crest of the '80s. This definitely uh, rode some sort of crest. I don't know if it was '80s or what have you, but Shane's chomping at the bit. What? I think it's a decent song, but, no, I, yeah. but, I, but I know someone in this room that does not, and that's our special guest tonight, Jeff Ryder, and I, I want to see what Jeff has to say about this song. I hate this fucking song. <laughs> what vitriol. <laughs> well, there is extreme vitriol, and unfortunately it's connected to personal background story or whatever. Uh, Let's hear it. We, we make this as brief as possible. One thing that you guys know about me that the people who listen to the podcast don't, or I don't know, maybe they do, is that I spent a few years living here in Austin running a piano bar. Um, mm-hmm. A place called the Ivory Cat Tavern on 6th Street. And this oh, song yeah. was... Of course you hate this, this song. This song was quite popular in the request. It's sort of piano-based, and uh, it, it's got a great spot where the drummer can drop right in with the lyric that Ryan is really a fan of doing. Promise. There you go. And um, <laughs> so every night uh, for about six years, I heard a really shitty piano cover of this song um, at least once, sometimes more than once a night. It, it was surprisingly high up there with the uh, Margaritaville and the Brown Eyed Girl requests. And, and, uh, and Piano Man. And Piano Man and, and every Elton John song you've ever heard of. And it kind of makes me want to stab my eyeballs out. Well, and I and we won't go too far down this path, but I do occasionally like I to I don't tell. think we should go anywhere down this path. Now, well, I'm, the, here's my... You'll, get, you'll see what I mean. But one thing that I remember about Jeff managing that bar was that he went through a period where he was just like, okay, I'm going to go the opposite direction than openly hating all these songs. And he went out and he bought all of the originals to the shit that they play all the time. He's like, I want to figure out why it is that people like this well, in the first place. It was specifically Billy Joel. I grabbed like the, the two big mega collections of every Billy Joel song ever. And for about three months, I was in love with Billy Joel again. And I was yeah. like, oh yeah, these are yeah. fantastic pop songs. Yeah. These are wonderfully crafted little ditties. These are, no wonder everyone on the planet loves this song. That lasted literally about two or three months, and then I was back to hating myself yeah. and my life. Every and then every it's day. worse, because you, you don't have that club in your bag anymore. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Ryan, uh, you touched on the thing that sort of meant the most to you, uh, air quotes, about this song, or the thing that you stick with whenever you hear it. Well, okay, every time I hear it, I just hear, promise. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I which think- comes up, I don't know, dozen and a half times in the song. Promise. <laughs> is it? Is it like? And that's kind of a thing for you. Like, is it the? Uh, is it the REM bit and the Van Halen bit and the like? It's sort of that little separator. I don't know, like, man. But like, you once a, you, you have hear it and you just hear that separated from the rest of the song, like. I can't unhear that. Like, well, yeah. but now that you're singing, see, we were talking about this last week, and I don't know if you were saying this on the air or not, but uh, you you were you would pick this song, and then and then and then when at some point you were like, you just kept singing "Promise," 
But now you're singing it like they're singing it on the and uh, on the recording. Before you were doing it like uh, like Goober Pile, like promise, promise, <laughs> promise, promise. Who is and Goober like, Pile? He's Gomer Pile's cousin. Gomer Pile yeah. ran the gas station. Try to keep is up. Is that true? Gomer Pile is less sophisticated relative, Kevin. Yeah. Come on, get they're, your Mayberry and I'm the one straight. that sucks because I don't know that. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, In any case, I actually do think it's a good pop song, and it was. Like huge uh, among my band geek friends when I was a, a junior in high school, like it was, it was, and I do think it's a good song, but like I just for whatever reason that that little promise, like just always sticks now I'm out. Now I'm only to hear it in your out. voice. I know, but I did do a little uh, <laughs> promise. Yeah, promise. Uh, but I did do a little research, uh, you know, in anticipa- anticipation of this, and um, it turns out that there have like there are now. Like split factions of winning in Rome, all it takes is one hit, and you basically have a career for the rest of your life. They have Except, a nostalgia circuit. Yeah. Um, so one of them has to build themselves as Clive Farrington and Andrew Mann, formerly of winning in Rome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a long URL. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. really is. Yeah. .com. Yeah. Because yeah. at one point I saw a reference to them referred to as a win in Rome UK, which I thought was uh, sort <laughs> yeah, of entertaining. Yeah, there's that. There's a whole, <laughs> like... Seeing as how they're from the UK. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. they were always win in Rome UK. I don't understand why we need to be. <laughs> I, one of the things that I think about this song, and I, I, I think the song is great. I have very fond memories of... Um, uh, me and my best friend Nathan Kennedy running around in high school singing the song together. Um, but it, it, even aside from that, I I think it's a good pop song. And here's and I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna throw this little curveball into this discussion. Here's the the difference between a lot of the songs on on Control, which we'll go back to in a few minutes. And don't act like we weren't talking about something else before this. Oh sure. Um, and and this song is that nobody can bust out an acoustic guitar and a around a campfire and sing what have you done for me lately and I think that's the that or you know unless it's going to be a, a a joke I think that's a hallmark of a, of a good even like great R and B songs you can you can do R and B you can do what's going sure. on in in that in that way you can't with those songs but this song you can and when uh the, why this came up in my mind I think this is why we were talking about this last week is that there's a an album that came out recently by a country singer named Sturgill Simpson, who we will be discussing on this show in a sure. couple of weeks. And uh, he has a country album about LSD and psilocybin and a- lizard aliens. And um, But but he does a couple. Like cup- most of them are. I'm yes, really disappointed I'm not going to be here for this. <laughs> oh, he's a, it's actually amazing. It Tune sounds, in. It sounds, it sounds so much more comical than it is. It's com- Don't get me wrong. It's not, it is comical to some degree, but it does, it, it's a great record. Uh, but he does a cover of this song. And um in in a like a forlorn country version, and it's so much. There's so much more to it in that in that for like I remember hearing Grateful Dead songs. I can't stand the Grateful Dead, but I've heard some of their songs covered by other people that sound great. Like a a good song is a good song. One thing that we haven't talked about is we did we did what we usually try to do with these uh, with these intermission tracks, and we watched the video and. Just a question I'll pose to you guys. 
is there any more quintessential 80s video shot than the one guy sings into the camera while the other guy sings sideways? Like, you get his one guy's profile while the other guy looks straight at you. I was going to say sideways. <laughs> like, You're yeah. talking about the sideways stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was like, I was like, holy shit. And it, it was everywhere for a little while like Well, that. and those like, two guys look kind of similar to me, so it was very confusing because one, one guy's has got, hair. One guy's got, like, Michael Hutchins in excess night, mid-80s Like, glorious hair. hair. Glorious yeah. lots lots mane of, of hair. Yeah. And one guy's got, he's got Not a completely so shaved, yeah. nothing hair. And I was like, is this something I'm supposed to be reading into this video that, that, that I'm sure the there's a guy lot of wig. subtext that uh, yeah. it's a they were going for it. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was, you know, uh, uh, the you know the Harris the Christ figure. I just thought it was interesting that like if you watch that video all the way through, the guy who doesn't have the you know the Michael Hutchins locks, he's like, he's got no hat. Then he's got a hat. Then the, then the hat is just gone. So like. You know, he's just that guy has to make choices. The other guy just let it flow, let it flow, man. (laughs) Well, you you really, you really whips his hair back and forth quite a lot. He does a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys, let's get back to the uh, yeah. Let's let's get back back into the 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 main deal here. Okay, we've got some more Janet Jackson coming up. Why don't you play a clip from? Why don't you play the promise? Okay, we'll we'll play some uh, promise, and then on the other side of that, we'll get back into Janet. So that was the promise, Ryan. Promise. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, and now we've had our, our little yeah yet another uh, song from the 1980s. One thing that before we get it back into the um, it, the Janet stuff, it occurred to me that there was one story that's specifically about Janet Jackson. That's not specifically about this record, but. Um, one of you guys mentioned, maybe it was Shane, maybe it was Ryan. One of you guys mentioned, well, we got to talk about the nip slip situation in the Super oh, Bowl. Boobgate, yeah, yeah boob that gates. was Ryan. <clears throat> so this is this is totally true. So one of my one of my dear friends, his brother is a uh, um, like is works Justin at, Timberlake. No, no, his brother works at uh, is a is a camera guy for a lot of big shows. Has worked on Big Brother for years and has done some of these award shows. And there is there is a uh, Janet Cam. That's that's now and that's what it's called, the Janet Cam. The Janet Cam, and what that is, is that they have one they have one camera that's just like pointed at like curtains or like something that's totally safe, but you know, the in, in comes tall golden man. Or yeah. So if so if somebody's somebody's boobles are hanging out, they could just cut to that. They could just they could just dump to the Janet Cam. Which it's is now like called what, the Janet Cam. It has nothing it, to do it's with specifically yeah. called the Janet yeah. Cam forever. Like there's one guy, and there's a guy who has to sit there and look at the curtains all Oscars long or here's whatever. A, here's like, the thing that puzzles me about that whole episode. She had on a pasty. Like they call it like nipplegate, and I call it boobgate, whatever. But yeah. like it wasn't actually her whole 
breasts. Yeah. Like, she had on a pasty. So you're saying she knew it was going to happen. Well, I kind of think so. You're blowing my fucking mind. And I have a really great theory on that. What, an aging, fading pop star stages some sort of thing at the Super Bowl where her titty pops out? (laughs) Tell you what, man. Where her titty pops out? That's insane. (laughs) What was your your theory? I call it my building seven theory of Boobs of boobs. Hepe, <laughs> <laughs> what was your? Well, what, and, what was your and that was the thing. Like, it, it's obviously <laughs> very much more likely that it was clearly staged, but at the very least, the the and it was sun shaped, right? It was like a, a it was like a star thing. It was, it was like a very specific, freely, like, like, uh, like yeah, like yeah. like she, her her nipple was briefly but, a member of Kiss, um, but it but it but almost as if like well he's gonna grab my shirt and yank on it and the boob might come out. So maybe we should put this thing on here in case the boob does. Oh come, come on! <laughs> or they totally yeah no. That, that's and I was with I, I like you give- guys and not Shane uh, when this happened. Like we were oh, yeah. at that's right. this Houston Super Bowl. Yeah, we were some at some idiotic sports bar. Uh, yeah, I still happened, have never but seen we TiVo'd it. it. We went back and watched it like a dozen times. <laughs> we did. Ryan, sure I'm watching Ryan right now. Like he's so he's being so cavalier with his microphone. It re- it reminds me of. Um, like if you're hearing stories by like a like a great like we talked about it before and I can never remember his last name, uh, Chamberlain. Sure, sorry, we, we can just say <laughs> that know. that'll be his code name. <laughs> yeah, um, no, Robert Ryan's just being cavalier as he tells the stories, and the mic is just. I can't wait to listen back so. to this because I'm watching his mic go all over in this haphazard fashion uh, <laughs> right now. Um, anyway, he's sorry. the rich, totally he's the Richard insane. Lewis of this yes. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I never saw any of that stuff before, but but I did love um, the um, the term that was attributed or. It was that was given to it um, almost immediately. Wardrobe malfunction. Wardrobe malfunction. That is some that, that right there is some ad people working overtime. Well, and it's here's the damage control. Thing. It's it's worked its way PR. into the lexicon, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like not something. If you hear somebody say that there was a wardrobe malfunction, a it's always tongue in cheek, and b no one's surprised when they hear that term. Here it is, you know, whatever. Ten years later, it was it was dead on arrival. It was immediately hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, was, it, was, it, it was it was the ultimate like political obfuscation kind of thing, like saying something that you have to address it in some way, but you don't want to address it in any way where there's sharp edges at all. Well, there's more of this record. I wanted to bring that up because I think I think the Janet game is such. Oh a- wait, what? Jeff is Jeff. Is, Jeff, wait, why don't, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Like I, I think what, did I say sharp edges? Is that what set you sharp off? Sharp edges in reference to Janet Jackson's boob is what that's making me laugh. Like, an oh no, way. it's the exact opposite of sharp edges. If we're talking about Janet Jackson's boob, well, the thing looks sharp. It's like a ninja star. Like that would be some bad shit. And if you got into that, bubble. well, if it was made of metal, it appeared oh. to me when I saw it that that it was. That's my point. That it was some sort of jewelry. That it was uh, an adornment. That she was bejeweled. That she was bejeweled. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That Let's get hurt. away. That would hurt. Let's get way away from. <laughs> Moving <that>. on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot more of this record out here, and we haven't even covered all of the all of the top five songs. Well, I want to go if we're going to talk. Were a great many. I want to. There were. There were. What? what there were five. Say five. Yeah, five top five. Um, the song that I. They were um, Jackson top five. Oh my God! Why, I, lovely. <laughs> why? Why are you not in some like dimly lit lounge? Shit, doing my shitty stand-up act. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Stand-up yeah act. That, that happens tomorrow. Okay, uh, go on. Make sure to be there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, I will be there. You yeah. will be there. 
Anyway, no, there. Uh, and the other thing that I, and this is like it's sort of a weird abstract thought that I've had, but I wonder if like, okay, so it's a, there are only nine songs on this record, and there were five of them that were top five. Thank God. No, seriously. Five songs, five long. I know, it was, it was kind of bullshit. That's the only thing that justifies it, though. At that time, records had ten songs, five on each side, because back then, records still had sides. Sure. And and to only get nine, like you'd feel a little gypped if they weren't all about yeah, five but, minutes but long. pop songs, like R&B songs, like Billie Jean, I'm not sure if, uh, I, I'm, I'm I know I'm, I'd be willing to bet that that song is under four minutes long. It's probably three and a half minutes long. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's so a ditty. Many... You could call it a ditty. A ditty. Yeah. It, it, does ditty is that defined by the the length of? I, I feel like ditty song? has a like uh, like Stairway to Heaven's not a ditty. No, there's a certain no, but uh, I there's think a certain that, that, that has more to do uh, with the melody than than it does the uh, the maybe, length of the song. Maybe I, they're not, anyway. They're not anyway. Anyway, here's here's my original point. We're gonna, so we're gonna that, go tip or so, so uh, what I wondered is like okay, so there there are nine songs in the tracker. There are five of them that were wildly popular, and then there are the other four. And I thought like if these songs were like. Somehow, like if it was a Toy Story type situation and they were sentient, if the five that were really popular were just dicks to the other four, like that's my favorite yeah, like, Twilight Zone episode that hasn't been written yet. Yeah, exactly. so you need to get on that. I I'm know. so confused right now. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not even drunk. Well, like, <laughs> I just think this way. What is that, America? I don't know. Your chalice yeah. needs to be refilled. So. I know. I'm gonna have to work on on uh, firing up the chalice, but. I know that there are uh, some other. We've talked about. Oh, oh, I have. I have. We've talked about nasty. We've talked about control. We Shane, this, about this is your record. So yeah. Why can't I take us down the path? We have not talked about "You Can Be Mine," which my note for "You Can Be Mine" is one word. Wow, it's five minutes and sixteen seconds long. That's fucking stairway to heaven type shit, and it. It's the first song, I believe, in the first four or five songs on the record that isn't a single. And it's bad. Really, really bad. And um, Do, Does it feel like it was just sort of left behind and they're like, okay, well, the, the studio says, or the, whatever, the label says, we have to put one more song on here, so let's put this shitty song on here. Well, well yeah, because we sure can't have like only they, eight they songs. Gave, right. they, they, they gave her, like, it, it's as though, like, when, when Paul and George kick, let... I mean, when when I'm sorry, when John and Paul gave George the song, the one song in the record, except George always came through right. and had a great song. Well, they gave Janet this one song, and she didn't really. And, look, why don't yeah. we play that? You can be mine, and we'll talk about it after that. Okay, here it is. You can be mine. Can be mine. It's it sort of sounds like um, not only just a, a throwaway track, but also she, she had been watching a lot of Max Headroom at that point in the mid '80s. 
I think that's totally possible. Um, I mean, I think there seems to be a central conceit to the song, which has to do with uh, who can be hers. Uh, and, and you would be the person she's... Oh, sure. You well, specifically can. And maybe that's the reason that uh, Jeff had such a fondness for this song, is that she spoke directly to him she as did. part of the record. I so have nothing to say about this song because it's so goddamn forgettable. <laughs> like, we just listened to it, and I don't remember Dick. <laughs> I, I, I almost want to like make Kevin to turn it off and then play it for Ryan again. I'll just forget I was, it again. I was, try, I was trying to do like a, a version of the robot, by the way. Kevin was out of the room, and I was doing like a version of the robot, and Ryan was so nonplussed by it. He wasn't having any of it. He was completely not reacting to anything he was doing. He's just off somewhere in Shangri-La in Ryan Town. Well, and uh, I don't know what address that is, by the way, <laughs> but... Um, 666 Devilville! But, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Beavis, giving us the Beavis move. Um, but anyway, I, you know, I do think that, uh, frankly, Shane, I'll give you a little props. I think it's savvy that you, uh, that you shared one of the lesser songs from this record, and... You know, I don't know. Like it, it had to happen. Well, I mean, when, when, one of the thing when we all got together tonight, um, all four of us, and uh, one of the first things out of the other one's mouth was, "I can't believe how many top ten, top five singles were off this record." I mean, over half. I mean, stuff sure. that's just part of the popular. I mean, everybody in the entire world of our age group knows. Mixed Jackson, if you're nasty. Mixed Jackson, if you're nasty. Well, and I do think that it's actually, so I would just like to, this is sort of a backhanded compliment at best, but like when you made Ryan and I listen to the Bon Jovi tracks, uh, the upside to being able to, or to having to endure something like this is that you sort of already know them. Like, there are a lot of these songs that we, we sort of, I felt like, I was like, oh, yeah, I totally Well, I will this say song. this, that is over... The Bon Jovi record. What was the fucking Bon Jovi record? Shane. Slippery when wet. Slippery I think Ryan's about to fall asleep. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I, I am going to take a nap after this. Uh, however, this record is better than that. In that, I don't want to fucking slit my wrists when I listen to it. I just want to take a nap. I know that I told um, both of you guys this, but I don't know that I that I told anyone else on, on any of the audience this that um, we that night. We started earlier when we did the Bon Jovi Slippery Winnowet episode. We started earlier and went just as long as we – well, we went just as late as we normally do. We did a, a, a episode that was twice as long because we had so much to say about it. We drank so much. I was so hungover when I woke up the next morning. I got in my car feeling like the world should – in oh, right I remember then. this song. I turned the key and the radio was playing Wanted Dead or Alive. And you were like – Mostly dead. Right mostly, <laughs> mostly dead. But yes, the irony of Bon Jovi. Anyway, okay, right. No, I get it. I mean, it's not that shitty, but I mean, at least we have something. To- well, and I, I was there. Let me ask you guys this question. So, was there uh, was there a song in whatever like sort of relative scale that you put the songs on this record on? Was there was there something that rose well, there, to the top is, for you? There is the one song that I like, uh, and Did forgive you- me for. Uh, you said when I think of you is when I think is of a you. Decent song. Yeah, it oh, kind of yeah, starts off, and like I remember something about the video of like a kid jump roping or something, and uh, like it's not a terrible song. Well, and it's I'll, and I'll it's it up tempo and and, yeah. and hopeful, and it's not like it doesn't sound like there's no like sort of juvenile prelude. Like well, it's not, on, yeah, it's not hit me over the head with this yeah. like uh, 
synthesizer scheme giant horn all i, all I can see when i think yeah. of that song is the beginning of a perfect world uh not a perfect world uh what was the spinoff of the cosby show that lisa bonet initially was different in? world different, different world. world i think it was called yeah. not the cosby show and, yeah that was, that was the working was. title yeah, yeah and exactly. there was like Dwayne wayne and he had like those like glasses sunglasses that yeah before over. he uh, yeah. started playing for the miami heat Yes, yes, that guy. You know, I would so Wayne. much love to Wayne. see Wayne. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, Dwayne, oh, Dwayne, Dwayne, Wayne had, Dwayne Wayne had some ups. He could dunk. Yeah. Anyway, um, I uh, that's when I think of when I think of you. Do you like that singing? It's pretty pretty sweet. I should. Oh, speaking of, we haven't even discussed. There's the elephant in the room right there. Janet Jackson's voice is incredibly thin. She's not a very good singer. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm indifferent in it. I'm very ambivalent about this album. I think it's it's decent. If you put yourself back in 1986, that's a damn good record. The the songs, the hooks are there. It it, well, it it's so dated. But her her her, and it sounds like like a lot of the is she double tracked a lot? I didn't even notice. Like I, I didn't even I, think about. I, it. I don't think she like, was no, but because it's so that. thin. Um, um, they they were they were they weren't spending a lot of time on the on the well, sound Kevin, of her Kevin. Voice. I'm sure you looked at this. Um, this. Record was like universally praised. Yeah, yeah, it was very well received, and and in fact, that's what I was thinking when Shane was saying that. A lot of the the criticism that I was reading was about the the quality of Janet's voice and how amazing that she was growing up and becoming this full throated singer or whatever. And she uh, was not full throated. No, not not remotely. That's that's what I'm saying. I don't understand why that would be a praise for the record because anyone who listens to it doesn't hear what those guys were saying. Well, and the other thing is, if you look at sort of the grand, like sort of overarching state of reviews of her products that she's put out there musically speaking they're not it's not particularly positive like this this record in particular got a lot of love from the critics but uh and clearly obviously people went out and bought it but uh she has not it's not she hasn't had like a I history like of high five pass on this one maybe you're right like maybe they so. put some muscle behind it and she got a pass no, I mean you have to you have to go back and put your. I mean, in my opinion, you have to put yourself in in, in the time. I mean, they're, they're, the 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 lyrics alternately pretty much deal with two themes: um, empowerment and boy troubles. Sure, um, but the empowerment theme was one that really hadn't been. I mean, now it's trotted out a lot. Um, I actually think like the lyrical content is probably the best thing this record has going for it. I agree with that. Yeah, like. There ain't dick other than that. No, there's some decent mo- hooks, but it sounds so dated. It's it's impossible to listen to and put yourself in the moment um, of the song. You put yourself in the moment of the moment 25 years ago. You don't put yourself in the moment of the song. There was a there's a Aziz Ansari bit where he talks about going into Diddy's house and he walks in and Diddy is like listening to his new unreleased record like his own stuff that he just put together on his couch and he's I think like it was Kanye oh you know what you're right it was Kanye it does, I mean for the for the conceit of the story like it frankly doesn't really matter which one of those guys it is but it was like but of course it was Kanye that makes sense no it's very anyway, important to get and, the facts anyway right. he thank you anyway it's a, I forgot you're the fact checker that's me anyway but he walks in he's like are you listening to your own record and what I wonder is is like now like whatever 30 years later, do you think Janet Jackson ever even listens to this record? Oh, hell no. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm going to disagree with that. There's no way if that woman does not, like, one of these nights, have a bad day, drink a couple bottles of wine, and be like, 
Yeah, I remember that being good. I'm gonna put that in and listen to that. But is it the is it the Louis C.K. or whatever deal where he's like, Dad's always dressed like the last year that they were cool. Like, I kind of feel like maybe there's a little bit of that going on. It's like, hey, does anybody remember when I was relevant? And you just put it on. No, does she have a boombox that she carries around wistfully? I, I mean, I can't say one of these days. By the way, we've talked about this before. One of these days, we have to pick um, a subsequent album by one of these artists. We could we could pick, you know, Janet Jackson a few years down the line, or Fleetwood Mac a few years down the line, or, or you know, Hank Williams. Fuck it, anybody. But sure. we, we've got to at some point take an album like ten to fifteen years later, and then see. What that person was thinking at that time, and, and what we felt about their. All I know is I want to take a flyer on Janet Jackson for a while. Uh, <laughs> like there's, I, Ryan's not of the Rhythm Nation. Is yeah, what he is I am not, not of the Rhythm. Ryan Nation is a right breakaway now. republic from the, the Rhythm, Rhythm Nation. Nation. Is where she kind of starts getting it. Like those, those No, I, that might be a better record. Uh, man, I am tired of this one. And I, what, I, what I told my buddy last night when we were riding home. I was like, I'm going to listen to this record exactly once. Yeah. Well, well you're and, about to listen to one more song on it because all right, let's do that the and song get that, it out that, of my life. I, the song that I thought was going to be, um, and it is. Granted, there is some silly, silly lyrical content to the song, but in my mind, the song that stands up the best and that sounds, and partially it's because. Three quarters, more than three quarters of this record is just mid tempo, um, 1986 style keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan fell asleep in the podcast. Somebody, it's like, he just went face down. Like we started a podcast, a library broke up. You know, I can't wait until you fall asleep and I pull the chair out from under you um, and let's we'll have some great. Great laugh. We have to remember Mike the Thud. Yeah, that'll that's be a the, mic that's the drop big of part. a different of a different sort. Mike for sure. the Thud. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like some some tough guy and, and uh, like a Dick thud. Tracy. Not Mike the Thug. Mike, Mike the, the Thud. Mike yeah, the verb. Like, like quasi Dick Tracy cartoon. Yeah. So what's the last track that you want to play? Let's wait a while, which is a ridiculous song. Oh, I, thought I thought you were saying like, oh goddamn, let's wait a while to do it. <laughs> let's no, track please, this out for do Ryan. it now. Just a little bit longer. You guys, the Chinese water torture that I'm is. Sorry if I didn't control. I didn't say it in such a sultry. Let's wait a while. Oh, oh this is the celibacy song. This is the celibacy, the abstinence it's, song, and it's hilarious. But it I'm just, telling it you, it is funny. It is just funny. say no but, song, but very appropriately eighties. But musically, musically speaking, it is in my mind the most interesting song on the record, and I, I will make you guys listen to this in the break here. Just to make least make you is the operative term. Right. Oh, I know. That's why I said make. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here it is. Let's let us wait a while. Save some for later, so I love. 
so that was Let's Wait a While by Miss Janet Jackson, a song that, that Shane was really, really excited to hear. And, and I think more really, really excited to force Ryan to listen to one last time. <laughs> Holy Christ. <laughs> can, we, can we talk about, uh, like, real quick, and that was Mr. Jeff Ryder bringing us out of that song. So I think that needs to be acknowledged. Oh, yeah. Jeff, thanks for sitting in today, man. This has been, this has been fun. And I do think that, like, Shane, to your credit, you've picked some, you picked some of the tracks that I expected that you'd pick, and you've thrown us some curveballs. And so, I don't know, what were your... Uh, oh, what, I, what was your take? I do want to say before we talk about this real quick, like Ryan, we've we had a a few weeks ago on Labor Day, we had a discussion about Ryan staying up all night, partying a little bit, and then showing up with a Slim Jim and Ryan some well, other Slim stuff. Jim and some Chardonnay, and, and, like and the, so, and so yeah, last last the, night. <laughs> it's like it's like the upscale truckers dining situation. <laughs> I think Ryan. I'm Ryan, all class. We, we we started recording tonight a little bit earlier than we normally do. In fact, I was just realizing how early it was, and I was, what am I going to do with myself? But Ryan was fully expecting to have taken a nap. Woke oh, I didn't get my nap. Uh, no, so it was a thing. I have rallied. You have rallied, but I can, rallied. I can see the promise. I can <laughs> promise. <laughs> I promise we'll be over in a minute. <laughs> Uh, so I just want to yell. <laughs> Sorry, it is, we're devolving into bits, but but yeah, to Ryan, to your credit, like Ryan, thanks for hanging in there. No, happy to do it. It was actually fun. I yeah, it was not nearly as miserable as I thought it might be, except for the part where I had to listen to Janet Jackson's "Control." <laughs> <laughs> oh well, which was. All of it, but any, I mean, I guess it's just us talking about control, really, Ryan. I mean, that I, song is fucking amusing, though, man. I'll say that uh, the one that we just played, what's it called? Uh, why let's, wait, wait, let's a, wait a while. Let's wait a while. Oh, I thought you were talking about control because I was no. going to say that's proto Spice Girls, Girl Power. No, let's wait a while is really NBC, uh, like. The public you know. service announcement, circa 1986. Yeah, very, yeah. very Nancy Reagan. Just say no. Uh, yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. And so my my follow up question uh, also reminds me of my 12 year old girlfriend. My, my follow up question, with that in mind, uh, speaking to to Jeff's, uh, yeah, sort of way back machine that you were talking about a little while ago. When you when you heard "Let's Wait a While," I mean, did that slow down your juju? Like, no, that made it worse because that's exactly what happened to me yeah, when I was twelve. That was the unnamed girlfriend who lives right here in town. I Dude, just, I lost uh, my virginity. We tried to get her on the show, but no. uh, to the Jets, which would uh, and it, whatever to a song very similar to "Let's Wait a While." So when I hear that, maybe that's why I like that song. This, maybe that's why that's my favorite song on this album. It, Flashing back to another. No, because it's, it's a couple song about song. abstinence. Like, yeah, because if you just look at the track names, I mean, there's there's a lot of sexy things going on here. Control, nasty, the pleasure principle. Uh, you can be mine when I think of you. And then there's, but let's wait a while. It's 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 bringing you right to the edge well, well, and then backing off. Just a tiny Shane bit. said three words: song about abstinence. <laughs> How is that ever a good thing? Oh, like, I, how can that ever be a good song? Well, the music is good. Again, you know, you guys always you you always always like to like turn the lens on me about about lyrics, but but it's because it's time, because you're you are you're, you're the are, lyric dude. You you are 
consistent in that that is important to you. It so, is important yeah. to me, but it also gives us something to talk about in in this situation. But in this song in particular, I it's my it's the best R and like straight up slow jam R and B song on this fucking record. And on one hand, before I listened to the song, I was totally hung up on the lyrics because they are hilariously funny. Yeah. Well, doesn't hilarious denate funny? Why did I even? That's yeah, redundant. Yeah, can be right? hilariously funny. I don't know. Yeah. And then, but also, once you listen to the song, and after you've listened to like the 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 previous seven songs that are just like, you know, uh, just mid tempo, dancey mid 80s shit and then all of a sudden you get to this song and it's like it slows down and it's got this like these like kind of jazz R&B chords and it's like let's wait a while like yeah okay I settle into that like I can sit down in my chair and fucking listen to this man I'm just waiting to like pick up the LP songs about abstinence I guarantee. Slow jams. Hey, you know what? That dude that that, that had that uh, website where he was talking about Ronnie James Dio's soul has been dead for a long time. Oh, yeah, the- I bet he sells those LPs because he's still into. Well, I mean, actually, now we've crossed over in, in this day and age where LPs are they're w- retro now. Yeah, what's an like, LP? Yeah. Well, they're mu- yeah. I mean, they're they're much more important than CDs. A long player, a long player. Well, and it's, well uh, they're a little bit of a status symbol in that they show that you're sort of you know quote serious unquote. About about what it is that you're listening to? Yeah, because young people that are interested in aesthetics and are interested in, in, in authenticity in some way, there's not a well. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, there, and something we should we should expand upon in another episode. But I but I do think. Did I just say young people? You did. <laughs> oh, because you are not uh, because anymore. Because none of us here are way. young people anymore. Shane just turned forty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm. We all did. Not happy actually, when you talk are you 41 about forty-one, though. No, no, I'm you're not. forty. I'm not happy yeah. when you it's talk like, about like, stuff like that. Ryan. Shut up. You oh, need to go take okay. a fucking nap. I just turned forty. It's all right. It's whatever. Uh, it's happens. not what we're here to None talk us, about. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how old are you again, Chan? We're here anyway. to talk about Janet Jackson's control. <laughs> we're here about, and specifically, we're uh, and because there's a point that I want to get back to, and we'll we'll wrangle. Oh, Jeff, as fast you're as you're taking possible. up the fucking mantle at the I'm end of the up. goddamn show because, like because Ryan keeps talking about how this is a song about abstinence, and it's not. Janet's not saying let's never have not? sex ever. She's saying no. She's saying let's wait till marriage. No, let's, let, let, she doesn't no, she necessarily says a say while. marriage. She just says a while. This is just like we I mean, and it's it's a it's like a quiet you go to the storm. Store, you come it's back. a slow jam make out tune. Like that's what this is made to be. And it and it it's let's let's make out. Let's fool around. There's maybe some heavy petting. Again, I'm channeling my 12 year old me. And then you get right up to it. She's like no 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 no. Let, let, let let's wait on that part a while. Not that it's not coming. There's every every no promise. Pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. There's every Rim promise shot. that there'll that there'll be some coming. Just just not not today, not tonight, baby. Like just just a little while longer, Brian. Just just hold off. It's just another and and it's that movie night of, at the Jacksons. And it's that it's that 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 it'll be so much better when we eventually get there. Is the promise of this song poorly rendered in the really bad lyrics that Shane thinks are hysterical? But but they essentially, are hysterical. but essentially the theme is we're not going to do it tonight. But we're totally gonna do it. It you uh, might be. She's conflated. a little bit but less I, but I, think I know, no, like, no. Yeah, I get. Yeah. Like I, I get Jeff's. I, I get his. Sorry, his I just very really want to drive up this view whole of the future of what's gonna happen. I mean, <laughs> by a while. The thing, the thing that that. Why don't you wait a while? <laughs> I just I, speaking you just say that because we're on the same side of the table. <laughs> while Jeff was 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 trying his best to sell that, which which I'm pretty much buying, by the way. What I, it reminded me of a story uh, in my early twenties. Um, I had had a, a large 
part house party and lots of kegs in the backyard and everybody had left and my friend um, ended up in the back room of the house with with another party goer and um, she asked if he had a condom and he didn't and um, he said hold on a second I'll go get one and I'm sitting in the living room. By the way, there are no other people in, in the house. I'm watching TV. He runs out of the bedroom in his boxer shorts with no shoes on and then runs. Um, it was when I lived at Harris Park, Ryan. So the the, conven- the closest convenience store was about a half a mile away, maybe three-quarters of a mile away. He ran down the street barefoot. I'm really trying to figure out how you're going to direct this back to Janet Jackson, but Bare- yeah, knock yourself Bare- out. Barefoot and in boxers and ran, and he ran back. And I was like, when he ran out, I remember going like, what are you doing? He's like, back in a second. And then he ran out, and then what seems to me in my memory of being like approximately 1.5 minutes later, he was back, and he ran through the door with a box of condoms. That he paid for with what? He didn't have his pants on. I know. No, no, he had his wallet in his hand. I forgot to tell you about that. He had a wallet. He paid for it with his penis. No, he had a wallet. He, had a wall- he just walked into place in his boxes and said, dude, I really need a condom. The guy's like, clearly you do. Just take this one. That's fine. Like, you know what? Guess what today is. That, 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 if I were in that situation, that guy ran in in his bare feet and boxers, exactly. I would have given him a box of condoms. you want, brother. Like, I get it. So no, he, I'm, he, he, I'm curious why robbery? he didn't stop to ask you as he went past you, hey, man, do you have – like, hello, why run to the store naked and buy one when it's very likely that you had one I can't that remember you could and I can't tell you that, but I'm telling you he was a man on a mission, and that mission was completed. But I, I, So that's – he waited a while. That his, his – his, his, his – Oh, this is coming back to the Janet Jackson song. <laughs> oh, yeah. It turns out. His yeah. friend – his friend asked him or, or, or posited – this this idea that um, let's wait a while, and he would and there and he interrupted her and said, "Or I run to the store right now in my bare feet and boxers." I just I just wonder if like if you're the guy working at the convenience store and that guy runs in with a half situation going on and and I think is, by the time he un- got there, there's is, that situation. Wow. It is. Situation <laughs> equals erection. Is that what you mean? It is yeah. in his underpants. He'd just be like, is it kind of like getting holed up? Like, just like, maybe it'd just be better if you shot me. Like, I, I don't know. Like, anyway, um, it's a, it's been quite an we experience. We should wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> no, when, 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 no, no pun intended. No, no one. <laughs> and as soon as you said wrap it I up. I think that pun was a little intended. Like, the oh. NBC rainbow Good and star Lord. came out of your head. Yeah. <laughs> the more you the know. more you know. The more you know. Uh, no, when Ryan said wrap it up, like I've ne- I've known Ryan. We've been friends for over twenty years. And when Ryan just said, "Kids, we should wrap it up," his body and his and his and, and the hand that's holding his mic they slumped at the same time imperceptibly. <laughs> like he's we're running on. He's not just running on fumes. Oh, you have no idea how much I want to take a nap right now. <laughs> All right. Well, we won't. We won't. Uh, we won't keep you. But we should talk about what we're what we're doing next. next week. And next week is mine. Next week is yours. So so let's talk right. about. What we what we said we were going to do a little bit more. Um, so sure. So uh, yeah. So to that to that end, one of the things that we have kicked around doing, um, you know, the idea behind somebody likes it originally was we take a record that maybe we don't like, not all of us know particularly well, and we sort of explore that. And um, we've been through several cycles of this, and and one of the things that we want to do 
is also share some stuff that we're actually fond of, like at least one of us is really fond of and, and that we might know pretty well. And we'll meditate on that for a little bit and then probably go back to another horrible record that Shane finds. But uh, Probably going to be me. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but I thought, uh, and next cycle is me, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, so um, I'm thinking let's do the Air Miami record. Oh, yeah. I think I bought you that, but mm-hmm. I actually don't know it very well. Yeah. So anyway. I don't know that at all. I know the record, but I don't, I'm don't. i not familiar yeah, with Yeah, so we're going to do, next week we'll do Air Miami. That's really cool. That's a good good pick, Kevin. There you go. Yeah. And had I chosen it, had, had we actually uh, been doing this during the World Cup, we could have talked about World Cup Fever, which is a track off of that record. But, well, hold up before yeah. you get too comfortable. Next week, it's my pick oh. for a few minutes with. Hey, now. Thanks, Hank. And I've I've chosen the sound of Ryan's forehead <laughs> slamming against the table for thirty five no, minutes. I've chosen the voice of it's, Ryan's it's regret. Just, it's just one song, and that, that is. And I'm continuing again. Oh God! I feel like that women are just, underrepresented. Just shoot us all. It's uh, peaches. Fuck the pain away. Oh, okay. Well, sure. That that'll go really well with their. That Miami. will be uh, entertaining to talk about, if not to listen to. Yeah, it might be infotaining. <laughs> That's like, I have to say, like you guys can't see this. Their shoulders were slumping in tandem across a table. And once I said, Peaches fucked the pain away, they all said, oh, well, okay. All right, we can do that. Yeah, they were expecting sure. really bad. I just think of pubes when uh, I hear the word peaches as relates to that artist. I don't know. Sure. We'll yeah. talk about this wow. next week. Yeah. Ryan, what do you want to do in two weeks? It's the record that you know really well. Christ! Um, you haven't thought it. You don't have to say it now. I don't. I'm not going to like say to, it now. Like I, I haven't picked it. I've got a couple that are uh, percolating. Percolating. Thank I you. I like how you say percolating. Yeah. Anyway, uh, l- thanks again to Jeff Ryder for coming out today. Oh, um, by all means, me. Jeff. Uh, do you want to tell people where they can go to read your comic that's up now? Ooh, uh, well, yeah, not pertaining to music in any way whatsoever. You can go to cloudwranglercomics.com and download. Uh, free digital comics. If you like, if you like werewolves and you like the old west and you want to romp around inside my weirdo imagination, that's uh, where you can find it. It's uh, uh, written by me and drawn by uh, a fellow named Stan Chu who lives in New York City. Very we will cool. uh, definitely post a link to that, and um, hopefully, I think anybody that's that's visiting one of us dot net is going to be interested in the stuff that Jeff does. Oh, thanks, guys. Just a way of saying that we know nerds. All right, boys. I think uh, that's about it for this one. Uh, I'm Kevin Newsom. I'm Ryan. Shane. Hefe. And I'm Hefe. Thanks for coming. We'll see you guys next week.